Yo, 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 PPT episode 62, what's going on? What's up, man? How you doing? Uh, you know, just dealing with uh, daily updates, non, non-updates, tapping Merchant Romano, um, you know, just all the chronicles of a typical transfer window. Mid, mid and mild, rinse and repeat on a lot of, on a lot of stuff right now, kind of over it. Not I much agree. To report. Yeah. Not yeah. much to report. Not much going on. We thought <clears throat> last podcast it would be hot and heavy or two podcasts ago. I don't remember, but Mbappe news breaking. Seems like he's staying put now. Um, no Mbappe transfer. Rice transfer for Arsenal. That's going to heat up. Really no updates. A bid was put in, denied. A bid was, second bid was put in, wasn't put in. Nobody knows. West Ham's stalling. So, I mean, not a whole lot besides McAllister to Liverpool. Um, Chelsea being shady as always. Um, and really, nothing nothing else. Got some international games we could talk about. But uh, where would you like to start? In the good old U.S. of A. In the good old U.S. of A. Brian, our country lifted a trophy. Our country lifted a trophy. Defended a trophy as well. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Exactly. Um, Great performance. (laughs) I can't believe I'm actually saying that. Great performance against Canada in the final. Um, And in the semifinal. They won both games 3-0, 2-0. Two clean sheets. So, Are we cooking? Is this... What what these are two good teams historically and right now talent on both rosters I mean I don't know how I how I want to feel I, I know how I feel which is I'm giving those eyes emoji right now to this like I'm I'm sipping this Kool Aid I know I shouldn't <clears throat> I know you're probably gonna be here to ease me down on this right now and I probably need it but. I'm getting treble vibes, still aura. I'm still loving it. And when I see now sloppy play, pl- trust me, very sloppy play, I thought we looked pretty good. And uh, yeah, I was happy to see Forlorn, your guy, your guy. How do you feel about him? Looks good. However, like you said, sloppy play. International yeah. game suits him. French league suits him. How is he going to do in the Premier League? That's the question. I don't think we're going to keep him. He wants to play first team. Eh. Is he better than Enketia? I don't know. Probably a discussion and conversation could be had, but he yeah. doesn't want to be on the bench. How many games did Enketia play last year? Um, would have been less, too, if Jesus didn't miss three months. So I don't think he wants that role. If we do sell him, there must be a buyback clause in there. That must be a hundred percent thing. And if you have to take a hit on the fee to include that buyback, you do it. If you want to, you could probably, if, if this bum from, um, from, um, Atlanta is, if they want a hundred million pound for him, I mean, then you can probably get a lot for Balogun, but they're probably going to take a hit on the fee. And I'm telling you this now to include a buyback and Arsenal will get criticized for it. Oh, how'd you only get 40 million for Balogun? Well, they're going to take a hit on the fee to include a buyback. That's what I'm going to think, because that needs to happen. 
needs to be a buyback in there. Like sell him for 40, buyback for 50 or 45. Absolute yeah. Because he does look like an absolute baller. The question is, we have to raise the level next year. Is he ready to step into Champions League ball, competing for a title again? Stuff like that. That's the question. And Mikel Arteta hopefully knows the answer and will handle it properly. But if we just sell him and don't include the buyback, I'll be disappointed. But if we have a buyback, I wouldn't be mad at that. Eddie Nketiah had 30 appearances, four goals, one assist. He had 268 minutes per goal and 41 shots. Do you think that Florent can come in and and do better than that? Probably. I mean, he's improved. He started last season, first game of the year against Brentford, um, Balogun, and it wasn't good. He looks like a completely different player now, though. My thing is, though, there's a lot of space in this international league. I mean, and there's a lot of space in the French league. I mean, he's constantly exploiting that space, running behind defenders. I don't see that in the Premier League. I really don't, unless you're playing Leeds. But that doesn't happen every week. Now, completely agree with you. The space won't be there. In counter to that, should you be the dominating ball possession team? I do like his movement in the box, too, though. The I way of running off of defenders and trying to time that little pass and kind of putting his hand down where he wants it. I mean, he was fucking literally telling Pooley, put it right fucking here and I'm good. And I, yeah. I, I, no, you look great. Yeah. I think he's, uh, he, he's, he's got it in that final third. I'd like to see, I'd like to see it. I'd like to see it in the prem. I'm not going to lie. Um, the American in me, Matt Turner, shout out to him. Man did a tremendous job. I I thought active uh, against Canada. Um, I thought Mexico was, eh, you know, I really didn't fear anything out of Mexico. Um, but yeah, they're I'm, awful. That's one of the, that's the worst Mexico team I've ever seen in my life. Coca's gone. Not even already gone. Yeah, they uh, they fired they fired their their head coach today, their manager. So they'll be looking for another one. And El Tri suffers some more. Down, down time for Mexico. This is this is our time. This is our time to to really kind of stand out. Four years from now, we're gonna have this fucking thing in our fucking backyard. And three, three I, now, yeah, three now. You know, I just feel like if we can build off of what we got, Chris Richards was a was a dog last night. Was a dog. I mean, I just loved the header. Yeah, that's icing on the cake. Anytime you can get a defender like that to score. Your your shout out to him, but he had a second header later in the game where the ball was just straight up in the air off like a ricochet, and he, he even got in there, got a header, got it off, uh, shot it off post, um, and we were bouncing for that third goal. We finally got it, but I just think I, I'm I'm really really convinced that Chris Richards is showing me good signs. That that Scally player uh, at at right back showing me signs. Jedi Robinson doing what he does. Um, Bully, I think you're a bit fraudulent, but you know you're gonna get the start because of the rest of the roster. Um, Musa, Weya, I love Weya. I think Weya and and uh, Falorn can really get some shit going together. Um, mm. But I'm loving, I'm loving it right now, man. Bring me down. What? Where's the issue? I'm gonna be Debbie Downer like usual. That's my role. There it is. I'm a negative son of a bitch, but <laughs> I would be happy, and we can enjoy 
the two games yesterday because they look good. We saw some good play. Matt Turner, clean sheet. Defense, clean sheet. He was active. Another title. Um, another championship. Nations League. Not the big prize, but whatever. We'll take the trophy and move. Mm-hmm. I would get excited. But when you rehire Greg Berhalter after you hire an agency to search for the next manager. Mm. And, yeah, it's exciting. We have exciting talent. We have exciting players. You're going to rehire somebody who plays dead ball, to put it nicely, dead ball, that has no ideas that, no creative ideas in his tactics at all. And a guy that pretty much embarrassed the national team with this scandal, whether it was his fault or not, it was embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know his his ceiling. We know his ceiling. I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, just adding Balogun is not really going to raise the ceiling. Maybe a little bit of a raise, right? Having a striker. But embarrassing. Why are you hiring an agency just to fucking come down to – Oh, yeah, we'll just take Barholder back. What has he done to earn that? Seriously. I mean, what has he done to earn that? Winning CONCACAF, okay. There's really one team you have to worry about, Mexico. It's mm-hmm. it's 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 a coin flip every year of who's going to win the trophy. Now it's USA because Mexico's fucking trash. But if this Mexico team was, was, was decent, it's back to a coin flip. Let's be real. So I don't understand. And I was very, very excited for this team. And then news broke at halftime of the first Mexico game that Brawlholter's coming back. And I was like, what a what Dang a downer. It. What a downer. That is just such an uninspiring rehire. And yeah, it's just uninspiring. We've 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 already seen what he's done. We, let's get a new manager in. Let's get let's get the 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 king himself, Henri wants the job. Vieira wants the job. Mm-hmm. Uncle Jesse wants the job. Bring in a new face. That's going to gel with this team for the next three years. And, hey, let's go into the World Cup and let's try to make the the, the final four. Let's try to make the semis. Let's yep. do it. It's home court advantage. Yep. USA plays great at home on, on U.S. Uh, turf. Everywhere else, they're fucking average to below average. Yep. So let's do it. Why? Just really, really uninspiring. And I, I'm sorry. I can't get excited for England. Gareth Southgate is a trash manager. And I can't get excited for USA. I just can't. I've seen Burhalter. I know what he's capable of. Mediocrity. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really hard to argue against the Burhalter hire or rehire. Uh when you when you hire uh, uh a in quotations third party company that uses AI to determine data and figure out who the best candidates are. And it somehow just miraculously comes back to the same guy you just fired or put on leave. I just I'm not here for that narrative. Um, The men's national team have a have a have a bigger issue, I think, with the Reina family, with the issues with Claudio and, you know, front office and certain. I just it's just drama. I just think it's just real drama. And that's another problem. Yeah, it's it's shit we don't need. It's shit that makes us look stupid um, as a country, and we don't have, honestly, we don't have that foundation like other countries do to where something like this 
wouldn't even get out if this was Germany or if this was France or if this was, you know, England. Stuff like this would just be end up being stuff you hear about, you rumor about, but it never ends up kind of showing its ugly head, like getting the manager fucking fired or temporarily put away and then coming back on some bullshit. It's just it's stupid drama. It makes us dumb. And I hope it doesn't break down ultimately what could be a great opportunity for us because we have some great A players, youthful. Um, the midfield is really, really good. We just added a great attacker. If we can bring the defenders, Berholter there, I agree. It's it's negative ball, but we're going to have to find a way. And now's the great time to do it. So semifinals will be a good shout. I don't know. We'll have to see how everything looks later on, but we'll take it. I, right now, I'll take it. I'll vibe with it. I'll vibe with it. You know, it's just uh, when we start to get closer to games and watching Burholter play that negative ball, I'm going to have to fucking go back to this pod and just think, why did I get myself excited? Well, the Gold Cup is coming up, and I think that he's not going to be in charge during the Gold Cup, from what I've heard. I don't think he's coming back until September. So we can enjoy more USA ball without the the, the bald headed fraud Burhalter in charge. So um, yeah, there's definitely a lot of excitement on the team. Uh, you know, adding Balligan itself just a very exciting young player who was a bagsman and was quick, good on the ball. Was just going to open things up because I, I mean, just go, let's just go back to the World Cup where we had. Who do we have uh, at striker? Sergeant? Some guy named Sergeant. At Sergeant. There was, a, there was another tall, lanky guy that I can't remember his name, but he was god awful. He was missing bunny after bunny that played <laughs> in the Netherlands game. So, yeah, I mean, it's exciting right now. It's just that for me, that was a, that was a huge letdown. Definitely a huge letdown. And Reina got hurt too, and that kid's always fucking hurt. And I'm sorry. You could sweep it under a rug as much as you want. It's always going to be uncomfortable for Gio Reyna, and he's one of the stars of the team. Yeah. So that alone just doesn't make sense for the Burhalter hire because I'm sorry, you can shake on it. You can do all that. It, it, it's a scar in the back of Gio Reyna's head, the beef that his family had, the way he was treated during the World Cup. He'll never get over that. I'm sorry. He's never getting over that. No. So and- I don't like that. For that, you got to protect your stars. You got to protect them. Balligan, Pulisic, Reyna. Mm-hmm. You got to you got to you got to do what's in their best interest. And I just don't yeah. see how that's in their best interest. And 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 to even further your point, to kind of reinforce it just a little bit more, reminder that Borholter went public with this information. We only got wind of this information because he himself decided to do a podcast or an interview in which he noted the frustration with the coaching staff and himself and having conversations about how do we get the best out of Reyna? Why we're we need to go talk to him. We need to go, you know, ask him, hey, we're not we're not expecting, we're not getting enough out of you right now. And then uh, it got to the point to where he had to go apologize in front of the whole team because he's they're not he's not giving it his haul kind of thing. And it's just again what are you doing? Why are you trying to be a look at me person? It ain't about your bum ass. Like your shoes. Again, another indication that something is triggered in you that this has got to be about you. Just fucking show up, man. Just do the job. Like I don't, 
I'll say it right now. This BJ assistant coach, BJ wasn't blowing. That's all I will say about him, dude. I, he wasn't that bad for me. He trusted Scally, which is something that Burholter didn't do. He went in, and I, again, I don't know if this is him doing it or if he's just a puppet here, whatever, but I trust that face a little bit more. He just looks like the workers' man. He looks like he actually knows the players. And yeah, I agree with your point. Burholter and, and Gio Reyna, that's going to be drama going into these games when they get working together again. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So where do you want to go from here? I, I really don't care about the European Nations League game yesterday. Spain <laughs> wins on penalties. I do not care about either England qualifier, even though Saka had a hat trick today. Um, I, I don't give a fuck about any of those games. So what about you? Do you have any passion for them? Were you sitting no. there on Saturday watching Norway versus Scotland? No, but I did find myself laughing at the Norway defense. Bottled it. Oh man, just, just god awful, god awful. There's just lack of communication. You're you're gonna you fear for for Odegaard and Erling to have that combination, and Sorleth up there to have that combination and and fail to maybe win more than they should because or less than they should because of the fucking defense and the midfield so yeah good good luck to them i don't know if they can get some fucking transfers into that norwegian team but no i really don't give a fuck about those games i i, I would say the com the logical conversation right now is to either have to talk about the declan rice constipation or the absolute fact that we're having an investment of saudi funds that could be fucking over what could be a great yard sale and it's turning out to be a potential saving of a of a master master evil plan from the American bully himself. Yeah. Um, I, personally, I don't really care to talk about Declan Rice right now. I mean, the only update we would have from last week is an up bid went in, denied. Edu yep. Edu always gets denied on the first date. He doesn't get laid. Um, so that's typical. Uh, not surprised by that. Actually, I was kind of surprised because I figured we we would be talking for so long because no. we wouldn't put in a limp dick bid. But we, you know, he needs that Viagra. <laughs> he needs that Viagra. So, but anything regarding that, I know it, it broke on. I think it was like Thursday or Friday. Oh man, Ornstein put uh, bid rejected. Blah blah blah. Man City now interested. Um. What were your thoughts on that when you saw it uh, on Thursday or whatever it broke? I, I believe Orstein when he speaks. I, I think when he says something, I think we know we're getting someone that doesn't care about breaking news, cares more about actually having the actual facts to it and can solidify uh, what it is. Um, I think it was the term monitoring. I think I saw City were monitoring. Like and I don't – I yes – the statement, City are monitoring Declan Rice's situation. Facts. Monitoring. Yes. But let's just be honest here, okay? I I said scoundrel to anyone who – any club who comes in and, and gets in the way of this deal. Good old-fashioned deal. Handshake deal. We got it understood what's, what's the cases, what the case may be. That was prior to Edu coming in a limp, with a limp dick offer. And when things open up, sure, the term monitoring could be exploring. used. Exploring. I looked exploring. it up. Exploring. There we go. Like Dora. Here we are. So we're exploring. Dora Explorer FC. Yep. We're doing it. The, 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 the blue side of Manchester. 
are, are Dorothy exploring it with, with Declan. Look, man, it doesn't make logical sense. It it's yes, we can, we have the funding for it. Clearly we'd probably make a good offer, but being the club that we're in right now and the situation that we're in, it's very easy to just link a city name and then all of a sudden get value raised, which I'm not sitting here or saying Ornstein's doing what I'm saying is it doesn't change the fact that he wants Arsenal more. It doesn't change the fact that that's where most likely he's going. And if he's telling other clubs or if there's any inside information that it's pretty much hands in with Declan or with Arsenal, I mean, we were never really pushing for it. We were never really trying to chase that down. So I, I and look, what look what more effort we would have to make to get that done. So now we're telling Godry, sit back for a little bit and share space with Declan or play in unison with Declan or we're telling Calvin Phillips goodbye. There are just so many things to it just doesn't make sense. So yeah. whatever. Yeah, I, I think from my perspective, it, it once I saw that at first, I was like, oh, God, here we go again. We're going to get fucking robbed again, gazumped again, just like with Mudrick. However days go by and there's there's two people i've been following that with very very good day-to-day updates unlike uh tim romano as i call him tapping merchant romano um who just basically says the same shit over and over and over and it really doesn't break anything until ornstein does he's he's ornstein's little little fucking uh little little he's ornstein's bitch basically (laughs) ornstein breaks something and then he comes in right after um However, there's two people I have been following and, you know, these are these are not names that are going to be like, oh, you know, people are going to know. But West Ham employee on Twitter, very, very reliable for West Ham. He's been providing a lot of updates on his Patreon. I don't subscribe to it, but it's been leaking on uh, our our Reddit page, on Arsenal Reddit page. And then Leith lineups famous for telling you for your fantasy FPL. Hey, Rashford's on the bench today, my friend. He didn't come to the hotel. So usually they go to the hotel the night before just to all be together and stuff and warm up together. And then he gets that info, leaks it out. And his track record is is damn near 100%. Mm -hmm. Now he's starting to break some transfer stuff, right? He seems to have a very good source. He broke the Thierry Henry coming back on a loan news in 2012, a month before. And yeah. more recently, he he broke the news about Reese Nelson's contract extension way before Tim Romano. He broke it. He broke a couple other things too. The Saka deal, I think. So he has a very good source. I'm surprised Arteta hasn't murdered him by now. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say, but yeah, he, and, and these two are basically reporting that the Man City stuff is is merely merely they made a phone call and the phone call was brief. And West Ham is using that phone call to get more money, basically exaggerating how how advanced Man City might be. Exploring is a great thing. So, yeah, that seems to be the case. It's been communicated from Rice's camp to other teams. It's Arsenal or nothing. So that's good news from an Arsenal standpoint. I think with the um, internationals ending today, I think this deal moves along. But you know, I said I don't want to talk about Rice. We kind of talked about it. I want to talk more about another player that is coming to the Emirates. 
pretty soon, it seems like. It seems like that's another deal that's going to be wrapped up this week. Very shocking, in my opinion. We were getting linked to him through, you know, shitty sources, the sun, this and that. Sometimes those sources have actual information, and it turned yep. out they did. Ornstein, the GOAT, with another bomb, I think it was before the Rice thing, so I think uh, Friday or Thursday, so I think it was like Wednesday, that Arsenal are interested in Kai Havertz, and it's more than interest. They've ramped up their pursuit. They've talked with Chelsea, and they've talked with Havertz, and Havertz is sold on the idea. Basically, those contract details are done. He wants to go to Arsenal, and for me, it's shocking. Um, not a name I was expecting to see on the Mikel Arteta um, list or the Edu list because let's keep it real. While he was at Bayern Leverkusen, he was a hot, hot uh, prospect. I was uh, I was jealous of Chelsea when they got him. But his time in Chelsea, besides one Champions League goal in the finals, which was a big goal, but let's be real, it was one-on-one with the goalie pretty much. Besides one goal, I mean, his time at Chelsea has been way, way, way disappointing. So what do you think about this deal for Arsenal? I got so many questions and, and yeah. yeah, I mean, I, look, so I don't, I don't pay attention to the window for Miguel and Arsenal, but we can see because again, the connection is that Miguel was at city. I I know tactically what he likes to do. He gave us a big spiel when he came as an assistant and said what he's trying to do, what he's trying to learn, but he had a clear philosophy. That was one of the things I remember distinctively city fans kind of like, what this like he came in, not just, Oh yeah, I want to learn and all these things, but in his opening talk, and we can even watch it later, the dude literally talks about his coaching philosophy already at a young age. So he, he, he's got a plan. He, he and very, very much from learning from a guy like Pep, you take things and learn things and evolve it and make it at your own. And what he's trying to do, I think you can make a strong argument. And I don't know if I'm, I might be jumping the, jumping the gun here. But I think everyone's going to a fucking three back now. I think I think the whole world's going to the fucking three back. And I think Miguel has got a plan to flood that fucking middle. Flood it with Trossard, Saka and Martinelli winging it. Trossard, Kai, and Odie. Like, super fucking overloading it. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that's where you gotta put a player like that. Because... I really don't know a fucking position for him. I just, for me, the answer is attacker. Where? I don't know. You figure it the fuck out. I don't particularly like him. In fact, I hate him. Fuck him because he scored Shy against Everett. me. So, yeah. Fuck. I, I, don't, I don't know. But I would agree with you from an outsider. Kai Havertz to Arsenal. Immediately, I say, kind of out of the left field. And where does he go? And for how much? That's the next thing that I really want to kind of have that conversation about. Yeah, and you guys were quoted for Kovacic around 40, and now it looks like it's going to be about 25. So they're started at 70, so I'm hoping it ends at like 50, 55 for Kai. Um, because he's going to cost a lot of money. I mean, and it, it seems like this was an – they're calling it an opportunistic signing for, for, for Arteta, which it's kind of weird for me because we had to know that he was probably going to be available. So he makes it seem like, oh, they just put Kai on the market. That's that's an. I mean, you were paying attention. I mean, we kind of, we already said he was going to be on the market. Everybody should have known that. But yeah, I, 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 
The three back, we, we kind of already do a three back formation because oh. Zinchenko goes to midfield. Ben White kind of tucks in. So we kind of already doing that formation. Um, so it's basically kind of like what you guys do the three, two, four. What are you, what are you guys playing? Three, two, yeah, I'm messing so, it up. Yeah, no, it'll be a three, two, uh, four, one or three, yeah. two, four, two. Or three two four two, yeah. yeah. So th- this this is this is the thing that I'm, I, I, but I'm taking it next level. Fuck even lining up four back. I'm saying you literally I think start you still the, line up four back. I I I think it's I, I think it's done. I think it's done. I think next year, look at how City ended it, and I think people are gonna gravitate to that. Literally, I think Brighton are gonna potentially do it. I think Arsenal are going to be the next ones that you literally start up. Fucking Gabriel, Saliba, and Kiwiar. And whoever, or whoever you have to Sinchenko. wear. I'm saying Sydney don't start. Well, we'll see. Because I think the fullback's going to be after after two new midfielders and Kai Havertz. I think fullback's going to be next. So, so we'll see yeah. what happens. And I was saying this too, like... They're reporting uh, Arsenal's done with Caicedo, but news coming out that Partey to the Saudi league, I think if we get good money for him, I think Caicedo can be back on. I yeah. really do. And that yeah, well, adds a whole nother wrinkle into it because then you could add, you could do the carrier on the left side, left back, and a Suedo three back formation and do Caicedo right back and have him come up into basically a double pivot, which yeah, yeah. that would be nasty. That would be nasty. So that... There's too much to say, but I'm like we already kind of do that formation. Um, I think basically Havertz is probably going to play that jacker role, and I don't know how that's going to work, but it's going to work because it's basically going to be a double pivot with Zinchenko and Partey, not or or Rice. Sorry, Partey is probably gone. So, but it's going to be interesting. Arteta's pushing hard, hard talking personally, so he must have something in mind that it's going to work. For me, though, it, it's still not a good signing. I, I just don't – I have to see it work out before I just go, oh, Arteta likes it, then it's a great signing. No, I don't think it is. I think we have more pressing needs. And, you know, if the window turns out to be Rice, Caicedo, Havertz, Diaby, that's a- fullback, that's a, then it's a great window. If it turns out to be Rice, Havertz, Lavia – uh, Castagni from Leicester City and then some other, then that's a bad window. So if you're putting Havertz in here and we still get good players, I'm still rating it high, but it, we have to see how the rest of the window plays out. Because First of all, I'm not happy about this, this signing. But it's going to happen. I mean, it's pretty much reported as, you know, o- almost done. They're just working out the transfer fee. That's wild, man. That's wild. Kai, 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 Kai. Shy Kai to, to to Arsenal, not giving a fuck about the Chelsea history and the and the the issues like many others. This is a rivalry that you two have that I just feel like with London clubs, you guys don't really give a fuck about passing players back and forth. This is just gonna be another example. I I I don't I don't know. Miguel's Miguel's gotta figure it out. Um I, I think I I if Rice and Calcedo come. I don't care what else you fucking get. That's a great window. If Rice and Calcedo come, that's a great fucking window. You add Kai to that. And, and here's the other thing. Kai for 40? I think Kai for 40 is a good deal. Yeah. 
Not bad. Kai, yeah, Kai for 65. On 200K a week. Is that what you think the way is that what it's rumored the wages to be around 200K? That they're matching his wages. Okay, so matching his wages. Okay, okay. That helps me understand. He's already at like 200, two something a week. That fucking Chelsea club, man. They're getting, I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully the hopefully the number goes down. That's that's the goal here because we need Chelsea to be absolutely in in hard serious drought in the next few weeks. Tim just reported Tim Romano, Bisquets to Inter Miami, <laughs> Barcelona peak Barcelona rebuilding yep. twenty years later. Yep, they're doing it. They're doing it, but. Um, yeah, so, I mean, we can move on to that Chelsea point because, you know, it looks like, you know, everything just works out for Chelsea. It really does. We've been talking about this log jam they're going to have. They're going to have troubles lo- uh, lo- unloading players. And here comes the Saudi leagues just buying all their fucking trash. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like Roman Abramovich out. Oh, here comes the next psychopath billionaire who's just going to spend whatever. They just... Everything just works out for Chelsea. It's it's really incredible. They are a really, really fortunate club. But Kolobali going to the Saudi League. Mendy going to the Saudi League. Kante, who was a free agent, so that one really doesn't matter, going to the Saudi League. Ziyech transferred to the Saudi League. And, you know, it raises some questions because, listen, this is what's happening. Chelsea have a Saudi Arabian investment firm that has invested into Chelsea. That was part of the whole Bowley regime. He's part of an investment firm. He's the face, the fat face of the organization. And, you know, I don't know. That To me, that's, that's a little bit shady that you have all this fucking dead wood, and I'm sure this was all planned. They knew this was going to happen. I'm sure yeah. we're going to spend $600 billion. We don't give a shit because Saudi League, they got endless, endless money, and they're just going to buy all our shit and, and bail us out. It's basically a bailout, Bernie Madoff style. Let's keep it real. And, yeah, it, it's, it's shady. It's shady as fuck, and it's typical, typical Chelsea. And this rat club doesn't get enough fucking, fucking criticism for being a rat, rat club that it is. Constantly doing rat shit 600 million spent 12th place arsenal does that you don't hear you don't hear the end of that barely gets yeah. mentioned barely gets mentioned so yeah i mean typical chelsea brian my concern with all of this immediately is to my understanding they have not broken any official rules which i find i don't I, laughable if it's true because how did you not have this thought process how did you not have the foresight to have these kind of understandings it's going to be three players and the amount of those transfers are going to be huge for us to understand because that will kind of indicate to us just the general inflation right i mean Kulabali goes for eighty five million. We're gonna be laughing, right? Like we're we're gonna have a hard. It's gonna be hard about laugh. thirty, they said. Yeah. So like, yeah. So that's what you expect. It's gonna be at least 
somewhat rational. But again, you're everyone with Google can see the connections. But the concern is right now, three players only. The, the, the main thing when I saw this immediately was, well, the player needs to agree to, right? You need to be the loser to li- to raise your hand and say, yeah, I want the rest of my career to be at, like done. Like I'm, I'm good. You Lukaku know? said, "No, no, I ain't going there." Yeah, exactly. Like he's like, "I'm not for it." I continue wanted to play, you know, Champions League games so that I can miss bunnies in the final. So Romelu says, "No, I want to play important games so I can bottle them." But I don't. Conte, you know, done, older, wages off the books. Transfer, no, you know, not going to be there, but still wages off the books does help them. See, it should be cheap. Koulibaly, you've already said it, 25-30. Mendy, that'll be an interesting one. I think he'll probably get a little bit more, 40 maybe. I don't know. but I don't think that much. Probably yeah, see. 20. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Hopefully. It doesn't really save them too much, but it does look a little suspicious. I'm interested to see how things play out for Chelsea because the sale with you, Mason Mount, another name that you're going to see, like what, what the hell is going to be happening here? Ruben Neves going the Saudi league. Like that's, that's kind of no one was up in arms coming in and trying to get a deal for new Ruben Neves at the same time too, you know, like Barcelona, but Barcelona are fraudulent right now. The accounts don't add up, so they can't get it done. What's going on with Gundo to Barcelona? I think he wants to go, but I think he's basically telling the Barcelona, show me where I'm going to be officially registered and you can afford my wages. And Barcelona haven't been able to do it yet. So the deal stalled. Embarrassing. It is. Why can it they is. never register players? Because they're broke? Broke boys? Well, basically, they've, they've, they're hemorrhaging. They're, all of it, even with winning the league, they still have to clear money off the books. Even just... It does not help them because what the situation that they've played out is all of the wages with all of those players, they have to clear space. Yeah. They And and so it's it's just I don't see how it's a feasible uh, option for them. Um, They still owe us money for fucking Fernand Torres, bro. Like, <laughs> you might never see that. <laughs> we better. We fucking better. You might have so, to go there and, and Pep might have to fucking – Go John Wick and and go get his fucking money back. Spotify might need to pay for the uh, additional seats that we're trying to get put into the Etihad. We're trying to raise the the capacity up to about seventy thousand because I think it's around like forty five to fifty five somewhere around there right now. So we're trying to get those seats up. Like Spotify, you need to come pay for that shit if we're not going to get the rest of that for our money. It's bullshit. But I don't know, man. A lot of changes for City right now. We're going through a lot of potential changes. I saw Kyle Walker was in the mix, but now he's back. Extension coming. Extension coming. Yeah, shout out to him. But Bernardo to Saudi? I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, it's the minimum. He got an offer, though, right? He did. He did, yeah. And this is what I would say. You tell me if I'm crazy for these three players right here. I see see amount of six players leaving, okay, for, for, for City. The number that I have is 155 for these three players. Bernardo, Laporte, and Mares. Mm, 40. You can get 60 to 70 for Bernardo. Mm-hmm. Laporte, yeah. 40. Mares, mm-hmm. probably about the same. I got Mares going for 50 because it's the Saudi league. 
Yeah, if the Saudi league had him, then yeah, you could probably get that. But he's a little older, isn't he? In his thirties? Yeah, thirty-two, thirty-three. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. older. I, I say you go in one seventy. I say you get one thirty for all that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping if we can get, which isn't surprising because you over, you over inflate your market prices. I underinflate them. Yeah, so, <laughs> so yeah, it's not I, surprising. I'm, It'll probably end up right around one fifty. Yeah, so if I if we get that one fifty out of that. I am all for it. That pretty much funds Josco. Go get me Josco. And then all we did was go ahead and pay for Mateo, which I don't know what else might be coming. And the players. Oh, Kovacic? Yeah, Kovacic. Um, so Gundo, Bernardo, Amrick Laporte, Mares. I got Sergio Gomez on loan. Go. You just you need you need to play. You need to come back. We need to do some other things in the window and improve that rotational left back position. Kyle Walker is officially off my list, so I've, I'm taking him off. So I've listed five. The six players, of course, the cancerous Jao Cancelo. If we can get rid of those six and improve, it's going to be a nice little change. Keep the hunger going. Big Steve put out a nice little vid- video earlier today reminding folks, calm down. Kyle Walker, he looked fine when we did the little party afterwards, so... Big Steve's trying to calm everybody down right now, but it's good that Sky Sports reported that extension for for Walker looks looks imminent, and that's that's what I'm hoping for. So we'll kind of yeah. see, but a lot of big changes, a lot of a lot of I'm still trouble vibing it right now until I start to see some of the changes. It's going to be a new year next year. I got to start to kind of think about that and, and where it goes because it's it's you know clean slate. We can't worry about what the fuck we just did, but I'm not going to worry about that until I start to start. To really understand the departures, we got an Ornstein bomb for Here Arsenal. We Here we go. You ready? I am. Exclusive Arsenal working on deal to sign. Guess who? <sighs> Ornstein. You're you're signing. Don't tell me it's gonna say though. No. Defense? Yes. Estupanon. Nope. Yuri and Timber from IX. Hey, yo. That's upsetting, too, by the way. You like him? I do rate him. He's a center back, right back combination, fast as fuck. Yes. He can, he's actually perfect for a double pivot because he can play the he can play the outside center back in a three. And wow. he can play. I'm excited. Uh, yeah. DM. Um, I love that signing. He's a great player. Arsenal. He's... So let me let me just finish. Sorry to cut you off. No, go ahead. We made our off opening offer, 30 million pound. Ajax want 50 million pound, but optimistic uh, a compromise will be reached. Personal terms with Netherlands International thought to be in place. Yeah. I, Ooh, I got... That's a good. Hey, we got our answer for our fullback. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great signing. That's a great fucking I, I, signing. Did I have him on my list? No, I had 30's way too low, threes. though. I, I will say 30's yeah, way 40. too low for me. at 40. Yeah, yeah. You, 40, fucking hell. Four, no, okay, so now wait. Jern Timber goes for 40. Laporte still in his fucking prime, 27, 28. I need to get 50 for him then. What, what's Laporte's contract? Ah, oh, fucking hell. I think he's got two years left, maybe. I think... Wow, what a fucking signing, man. That guy's fast as shit, and he's young. 
He's yeah. so diverse too. He could truly, truly play three back and four back. But he plays right back, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Ben yeah, White. Yeah. Ben White's going to be the the Saliba backup, which I don't mind. Wow. I don't mind. Um, wow. But hey, that that's what that's what a big team does. You say, hey, great year last year, Ben White, but now you got to fight for your spot for next year. You want to start? You got to fight for it. Hey, he might start. Maybe he kills it in preseason and timbers the rotation, but that's how you're supposed to do it. I think that's – I mean, the fact that we're prob- we might have three deals done by the end of this week or worst-case scenario, 4th of July, Yeah, that's exciting. Seriously. I mean, they're, they're really – and this this is – I told you, Arsenal does business under the radar. There's going to be signings that we, we just – we have no idea and they come out of nowhere. So yeah. that's a – that's exciting. I, I I really like that signing, and it seems Ornstein's reporting it, and um, yeah, that's a, that's a good. That's a big one. That's a big one. That's uh, that's the kind of deal that uh, you're just doing smart business. Young player can develop. You lock him in. Um, Twenty two. Also, I didn't realize oh, he was that young. Man, yeah, he's good. He's good. Fast as shit. Fast, very, very fast. Big, diverse. Yeah, he's a different. He's a different type of player. He's a different type of player. I definitely rate him. We'll see what Ben White and the competition that he brings. Um, big move for Arsenal. If if now that we got a report on it, you know, you got to close the deal, make sure someone yeah. else doesn't come in. Um, mm-hmm. City, I'm sure Chelsea is going to be interested all of a sudden. Of course, <laughs> here it comes. Here it comes. We know, we know, we know. Bowley's paying attention to everything right now, so he's probably already on social media looking at Timber and looking at and liking some of the photos just to kind of get in there. Um, yeah, literally just yesterday and today, I was looking at shit about how City rate him and how we were looking at and the development and double pivot. He's perfect because he can play that outside center back. He can play um, up the, up the pitch a little bit and kind of bring that passing do a little bit of an overlap. So it, it, it tells you at least just from a city regard, I can assure you that if you rate him and you guys are after him, we also see that same development possibility in him too. So props to Arsenal if they can get that done. Yeah, no, no, that's exciting because I, we were linked to Gahey possibly from Palace, but this this makes sense. A um, couple other defenders, I forget who. Probably else cheaper to. too. Yeah, yeah, I think Palace wanted to start the negotiations at fifty, but um, yeah, no, that's exciting. And then, like you said, a lot of pace too. Something, it's a nice transition because if there's one thing Ben White lacks at right back, is pace. If there's one thing. Our backup right center back lack, lacked um, last year was pace, holding, you know. So, you know, recovery pace is key to playing a high line. You've been able to do it with Kyle Walker for years. So, yeah, no, that's a, that's an ex- exciting signing. So hopefully it gets done. Um, Ornstein reporting it, so it's probably, probably uh, pretty close. But, you know, we've seen these things fall through. But let's let's talk numbers, right? Mr. Man City, my financial correspondent, my oil money correspondent. So this is, let's say you said 30 is too, too little. Let's say this happens for 40. Havertz, mm-hmm. 55, let's say. Mm-hmm. Rice, 100. It's two right They're there. Spending. They're already up to almost 200 million spent. And we're in the first week of the transfer window if these deals go through. 
that 250 yeah. is looking likely. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to wonder. I don't think they're done. No, I was just about to say that 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 is bargain shopping, but in the right way. So you get the Kai thing done because that's what your personal interest is. But you, you you address a need to, I think, a lot of Arsenal fans with a timber add on. Oh, yeah. Huge need. Huge need. That backup. And, I mean, you could argue that we potentially lost the league because of that. Yeah, I was going to ask not, you. you know, we 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 lost the the. The, the battle we had for the league. You know, we didn't even fight. You know, it was supposed to be a 12-round fight. We we got knocked out in the eighth, you know. Yeah. We could have yeah. went to the judges' scorecards at least. Yeah. Yeah. So so addresses a need and at, at, at a bargain price lets you do the deed with, with Declan and West Ham and, and finalize it and cement yourself. British record, whatnot, whatever you got to do, get it done. And now with with – Three players, you now have fifty million to the budget that you've set, two hundred in for those three. The other fifty and also, do we do we loan out? Do we full out sell with Florin? Yeah. Are we have I mean, party? Are we having a conversation about maybe increasing our budget and getting rid of them? And depending on what you can nail for him. I mean, we're having a serious conversation to it's not done. I mean, you get five names. You add two names it's to looking that. like it. I mean, because we already got three. I can't see us only getting one midfielder, even if we keep Partey. Yeah. It's definitely Go to Disney two. World with me for a little bit. So we're in, re- we're in fantasy world. You nail those three. You get it done. You've spent 200. You've now sold Thomas Partey. You are close to about. With the 50 included, you have about another 50 to spend. 100 now is what you have. What are you doing with that last 100 million? And the goal is still trying to get two players. If, if you're talking two players. Or one, if you just want to make go- if, if I'm If it's my decision, Caicedo, 100 million, Brighton, come here, yeah. play Champions League. You could come to. You want to come to London? Cool. All right, come here and play Champions League in London. Yeah, yeah. You might be yeah. in the Saudi League in three years if you go to Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> After all, you're just trying to feed your family. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But I mean, yeah, I would, I would go Caicedo. Um, that, but that I think good. there's prob there's probably a midfielder that we don't even know that they're going to go after. You just, you just don't know. So we didn't know anything about Timber until 10 seconds ago. Yeah, literally. <laughs> literally. So, yeah, no, it's, it. it's good. We're, we're moving. We got we to wrap these deals up, but it's nice because usually Arsenal and back in the day, it'd be, well, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? And then last week of the window, we make two or three moves, like panic moves. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm really shocked by this, but I'm, I'm happy. I, I'm, I'm a fan of the guy. And, and should this be the case – but cheeks clinched already. I can assure you that that is moves to be made. Clubs need to look at that and kind of wonder. Yeah, they're 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 serious business. This this is this this is structured. There's a plan here. They're aggressive, like they just were this past season in the Prem. So it'll be interesting. It'll be very very interesting, um, especially when we will literally be cracking the season off to play one another in that community. I'm shoot. excited for that. I now, really am. 
in that fraudulent fucking thing. Have you heard about this? Let me let what? me interest you into a little. But no, I'm excited about that Community Shield because yeah, it's a, it's a nice it's a nice kickoff to the season. Mm-hmm. Two two teams who you know first and second last year. Um, it's a good chance for Arsenal to get the monkey off their back, the city monkey off their back. You know, mm-hmm. finally you beat them. That's that's just in the Community Shield. Okay, City have dropped games in that, so it's it's not yeah, it's not it's not a game that Pep's like getting everybody up for. Yeah, you know, so just winning that game, it's a nice little trophy in the cabinet. Okay, cool. We can say we got something from last season, mm-hmm. you know, and we can get the monkey off our back, which is to me, it's more important than the trophy. Beating Man City and saying, hey, we finally fucking beat them. We don't yeah. have to go into this game thinking we can never beat Man City. Because I'm yeah. sure the players aren't saying that out loud, but I'm sure some of them ha- are thinking that in the back of their head. To me, that's bigger than the trophy. Right, that 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 tension, that that elephant potential in the room, you you it's very hard to disagree. Everyone knows that's in the air. So, yeah, you, you 2,000%. Players know that, especially – younger players and when Mikel goes out and gets a comfort dog you got a feeling that you're showing signs to the world of 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 not a need to kind of out loud say mental weakness but what are you trying to do with that so yeah i i agree there's probably something to get the monkey off our back beat them in this community shield they're never really up for it anyway they don't give a shit let's just get one in know that we can i want to cite this fact and i will say I got I I gotta I bring it up solely because the city fans do it out there and I read it and I'm not one who lives in England so I I I gotta understand that but in 2002 the charity commission found that the football association had failed to meet its legal obligations under charity law by failing to specify what money from ticket sales went to charity and delaying payments to the charities nominated as a result, the competition was renamed the Community Shield. It went from the Charity Commission to the Community Shield because of the fact that the FA and these fraudulent leagues and these fraudulent little things didn't be able to pay the actual charities that it was meant for. That's just, what the hell? That's so shambolic. The other thing I want to say is, and I might sound like a little bit of a city homer here when I say this, but. I'm sure London is great. I'm sure London is amazing. And Wembley Stadium's a tremendous venue. It's classic. It's it's going to be one of those for years to come when I, I want my children to one day, you know, go see Wembley. And I myself want to see it. There's no question. But I think City fans and some of the other clubs in the North have a good argument when they say when it comes to these types of cups and titles. And you choose a location like London, like Wembley, which, in my humble opinion, could present a little bit of an advantage. Now, I know that the counter argument is that that ticket sales are going to be divided um, for each team, right? So, like, that's how it was in the FA. That's how it was in the Champions League. Each team got X amount of tickets. So, I get all that. But from a traveling standpoint, from a from a commuting, from doing all of that standpoint, you know, the Liverpools, the Newcastles, the uh, uh, cities, the Manchesters, and United as well. This is a thing that these fans have constantly kind of bitched about. And I kind of see the point. I kind of back them to where 
why is it if New York had to go up every year and go play a community shield or a, an inaugural game in Dodger Stadium, like out in L.A.? Like, why why would we have to do that? So I think there's a premise to it is, is what I would say about it. And I would say 16-time community shield champions. You'll never sing that, sir. <laughs> is that a thing? Yeah, <laughs> we got 16 community shields. Well, you know, yeah, I, I agree. It, it probably should be different every year but it's Wembley. Wembley it's Wembley. It's Wembley. That's what yeah, yeah. It's Wembley. Yeah. I mean they do the FA Cup and the the, the um, they they do it's probably a better argument to do the other uh cup finals. Carabao. Yeah. Those are all in Wembley as well. Carabao um FA Cup. Those are all in Wembley as well. So I I think you would start there with those ones. I think those are more important than the community shield. Now, my question for you is Community Shield is such a lame name. I feel like this 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 game would have a lot more oomph if it was called the English Super Cup. Why don't they change it to that? Holy the shit. The English Super Cup. Holy shit. Because then you go, hey, we're, we're playing for the English. The Community Shield is just, I think yeah. part of the problem is just so leo. Uh, it's, it's like the Community Shield. It's like something you would get after you build a playground for it. Like, you know, it's like, hey, we in a, in a, in a impoverished neighborhood. Let's let's award this team, you know, the the boys and girls club with with the community shield after they open a gym in the so-and-so projects that, you know, is providing entertainment for the youth instead of, right? It's like such a fucking lame name. Call it It the English Super Cup and let's get fired up for this shit. Yeah. Yeah, no, I back you on this. You're two thousand percent on on with something here. I'll also re- just to reinforce your point. The, the the shield, the trophy itself is fucking lame. It's a silver plate. It's just like it's an actual it's Captain epic. America shield. It's fucking so lame. Yeah, it's really fucking lame. So I completely agree with you. We need to definitely revamp this whole process. Get folks bought in and dangle the carrot a little bit better. The English Super Cup is a fantastic fucking name for this. This would be tremendous. Completely agree with you. Because then you throw it. Hey, we won the Premier League. We won the English Super Cup. We won the FA Cup. We won. You're not throwing it in with the with the you win the community shield next year. You're not even mentioning it. It's like uh, you're just going, yeah, we won the treble. You you win the community the English Super Cup and the UEFA Super. You're throwing that in. You're throwing well, just, it in. It just it's so out of place. Well, and I'll, again, reinforcing your point here. Ask any Liverpool fan how disappointed they were all year. Not a single person has come out and be like, well, we had the community shield. You know, I mean, we we did exactly. okay. Like you didn't do shit and they all know it. Like mm-hmm. this thing definitely needs a revamping. Definitely bring it a little bit more significance. I I yeah, I support you. Yeah. <laughs> Tim Tim has joined this guy. Is he back? <laughs> <out? laughs> Is he back out? Tim. Hold on, I'm checking. Hold oh on, my checking. god, he's an embarrassment. He just Tim just tw- t- tapping merchant Romano just tweeted. <laughs> It's amazing how he started saying he rides fucking Ornstein's coattails and it happens in real time on the podcast. Read this one out once you find it and you finish laughing. Not the one just a minute ago about another French club, is it? No, he he literally re-fucking aggregated Ornstein's tweet about Timber. Jeez Louise. Oh my gosh. (laughs) <laughs> seven minutes ago is that seven minutes yeah seven minutes ago 
Fabrizio, the tap-in merchant Romano. Arsenal want Durian Timber as concrete target as at David Ornst. He added him. <laughs> it happened in real time. As David Ornstein reported, and he adds him, he's top of the list that also includes Mo Simakin. Ajax will not accept $30 million for Timber as they want bigger fee. Talks will continue as players keen on the move. Keen on the move. Keen on the move. Oh, my God. It's hilarious that that happened in real time. We were like, oh, he's going to re-aggregate the race news. Yeah. And then, no, it, he, we get an Ornstein exclusive. And then two seconds later, riding, riding his coattails with the little tap-in. Tap-in Romano. I named the episode Tappen Romano, and it, it, this this it's going to seem scripted at, no, at this no. point, but that was absolutely beautiful. What a fucking Tappen! This guy's this guy's he's shameless. He's, Mo Simikin, uh, I like that he's our second option because I'm a fan of him. I think he's from Leipzig, right? I've not ever the name, so that would be news to me. Mo Simikin, uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Leipzig. Yeah, he's good too. I, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Um, good news. So let's say the timber thing, player key on the move is big. So mm -hmm. he's going to be pushing. He probably mm -hmm. already is. That's what Matt tells me. Mm -hmm. Um, but we have a backup as well. Uh, I guess Fabricio got that. He probably, that probably fell out of, uh, Ornstein's notes while he was typing. And, uh, uh, he added that little sprinkle on top that uh, there's an alternative, Mo Simikin and, yeah. uh, just just absolutely shameless, but good transfer news. Let's talk about your team, transfer news for your team. We kind of talked about the outgoings, but they're it's definitely probably going to have an incoming this week. And then Gravardio's also been talked with. Anything else cooking in the background uh, that, that has been reported on Twitter or wherever? We're, we're real quiet right now. I think, we're, I think we're, we're wanting to hear back from Bernardo and Gundo. We want to understand what their decisions are before we go solidify any sort of big midfield move. I think we're also going to be bringing back McAtee. We're also going to be looking at loaning out um, uh, Palmer, which good. I think we need to do these things. McAtee, I would actually love to come back. The Salford Silva, he is a tremendous player. I've loved his game since the academy. I would love to see what he can potentially do with us. I think Maximo, I don't know what's Maximo going to do. That's going to be a huge sign. Um, these are all younger players that it's important to know on the roster because ultimately, you know, ending the season and reflecting, I've heard a lot about how we have two full teams. Well, these are the team. These are the full players on the back end of these two full teams that we have that we need to kind of address. I see Sergio Gomez getting loaned out, although he's a lifelong City fan. Him and his brother are well noted to be lifelong City fans. He wants to fight for his spot. In my humble opinion, I see Calvin Stain. Uh, but the key right now is Bernardo Gundo. And right after that, I think we need to focus on solidifying Gavardio, letting Laporte, Laporte go, whatever it is. And it's at that point that I look at potentially the, see the release cost with Viegas. Everyone's on his dick now. You got Liverpool rumored, Newcastle rumored. Yeah. Everyone's on it. And every, the funny thing about it is it's a release clause. 
pay the fucking money and shut the fuck up. Everyone's kind of playing. Oh, am I going to get out? I don't know. Are you going to get it? Are you going to do you rate them? Everyone wants to see what's up with that. So we'll see if city decide to come in, but we have to understand a few things right now. Kevin will not start the year. That's done. Phil Foden expected to be in there. We're going to have to add some names and they're going to have to be able to play. So it's a huge, huge off season for us, but Tiki's already doing work. Mateo Kovacic seems to be done. 25 to 30 fucking masterclass. Don't even need to necessarily worry about doing the money situation. because yeah, But I mean, man, when you have Tiki being smart, being fiscal, love to see it. And, and let's just fucking say it. And not just throwing the money around because you have it like certain other fucking clubs do. Not just saying, oh, we have it. We're going to overspend getting the right deal. I, I give credit for that because if this was Chelsea, uh, if this was Chelsea, they're selling. But if this was United, you know, they'd be going, oh, you want 40 for 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 Kovacic? We'll give you 45, you know, not doing that, talking them down to 25. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, I, I'm. I want to see this continue. I know the expectation is to do it all over again, but this is going to be a huge summer. I want to talk about one potential negative that we have to address. And city fans, it's going to suck to say it out loud on a podcast right now, but it is vital that we get it out there. Erling Holland has a potential contract extension that we need to get done this summer. And should this contract extension not happen, we are walking down a path of Leroy Sané. And should that be the case, we know how this ends. Go, but just pay us for it. And we have to understand that this is the reality of it. Now, this is two years away. Pep is going to live out the contract. We know that. Erling's going to be here for that. Those two in my are the yin and yang. Those two right there are going to determine a lot. Pep gets an extension. Erling stays, in my humble opinion. I don't think he's going to commit to anything without knowing what Pep's doing. So it's going to be on the table. What we do with Calvin Phillips, that's the next name. Scores a goal in an absolute massacre, massacre against Macedonia today. Great. But I need to see a strong off season and a strong beginning few months for Calvin, or I wholeheartedly mean it. January window might be the window to move depending on the circumstances. And I know that's not even an infamous thing to do in the January window, but we cannot, depending on where we are in the table and solidify the depth. I don't know what Rotary's going to be doing. The guy's been playing so many fucking minutes. So there's so many things to kind of speculate and go into. And it's going to be huge to land Mateo and land the, his Croatian brethren and Josko Gavardio. If we can get Gavardio and Mateo, I am loving the start to our summer because that is what we planned. We missed out on Jude. We hold the L. We own up to it. We were twerking. Jack was sending messages. We had John Stones flirting with him. We had Jude. We had uh, 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 Phil Foden out from Pep Guardiola and found Jude out uh, on the ground and, and whispered to him, hey, Pep wants to see you in the tunnel. Met with him. We twerked for him. We hold the L. We did not get him. The plan is somehow, though, if we were going to get him, we were going to be adding a bona fide long-term midfielder. 
So as a City fan, that's obviously something we want to address, the midfield role. And I think it's knowing that the, that Gundo and Bernardo are leaving. So we got to do that this summer. That's the next one for me. Yeah, no, I mean, Gavardi will be class. I, he's already amazing, and just him working with Pep, I, I, I fear that big time, big time, big time. Left back, center back, mix, great, great player, great, great player. Is there anything else you want to cover? I, I have two things I want to talk about before we go. Anything else you want to talk about? No, not that I can think of. Shoot. All right, so one thing is um, – it's it, Fabricio, tap Tim, Tim, I'm sorry, got your name wrong. Tim Romano, Tim Romano. <laughs> reported yesterday. Uh, Arsenal's looking at Lavia, which we, we kind of had a feeling might happen. Links have been there. Uh, wh- what do you think about that as him being a Man City player from the academy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he, he he's a great player. I, I think there is potential in, in Romeo. You exposed me to some stats that were eye-telling for a team that was subpar around him. And I saw with my own eyes him lose, getting depossessed in the midfield that led to a goal. I believe the opponent was Everton. That stood out to me. His control and his body, his center of gravity, his ability to fight off a defender on the ball in the midfield is there. The vision is there. He is a Belgian international. I think when Kevin speaks up about a player's ability and vision, I don't think he does it you know, lightly. So I think there's a player there. I just don't know if we can truly list him as a backup or rotate. I know we do this thing, right? Starter, rotational, right? I, I think, and it's a suck to say this. To say this. I know, yeah. It's, it, that's basically how I get it, how I do it. I, I obviously don't think he's a starter. And I truly think, depending on the, the, the opponent, he wouldn't be a rotational option. Like, in my humble opinion, for a team like Liverpool in their prime, he could not be a rotational player for us in that game. Like, he's not even worth a squad spot because I just don't think he can cut it in that type of game, in that type of situation. I, I, I don't know, but I think there's a player there, man. I do. I, in the right circumstances, for sure. Yeah, I mean, if we're bringing him in as rotation, I would I would take him 100%. But if we're bringing him in to start, that's where I begin to have a problem with it, going into the Champions League and all that. But, yeah, it's definitely an interesting link. Um, the FB ref stats on him are not pretty, but it could be due to the fact that Southampton got relegated and they stink. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just interesting. And uh, what I want to end on is we had a guest, O'Leary, a couple of weeks ago who brought to our attention the 200K a week rule that Ten Hag had installed. Well, I want to bring to O'Leary's attention <laughs> that Marcus Rashford is about to extend his contract for 375K a week, Mr. O'Leary. Now, you can come on any time and defend your stance, but if you're going to pull out rules and stipulations and this and a week later the rule is broken yeah i'm gonna ask some questions what's going on here sir what is going on here sir the 200k week rule has already been broken it's not even been uh, not even been 10 days yeah (laughs) it's not even broken by a player that they're getting from another club it's broken by an interior player that they're just resigning so i don't i don't know what the what circumstances are here but it it 
where's the rest of the wages and what's the situation? United are a fucking mess, man. United are a mess. The moves, he's going to come on and tell you about the ownership. I mean, I don't, I don't want to sit in a fucking boardroom and talk about shit like that when it comes down to the fact that you're Manchester United. You have money and you can spend it now. Now. I don't understand why you can't. You have every opportunity to do it. Well, it's not going to help the sale. Do they the have sale. money? They have to. They would. They have to. They have to they have, have to. money. Yeah, but it's looking like now. It's looking like they're moving like broke boys. I, I mean, look, man, I thought they were a big club. I thought this was a big club that we're having a conversation about. Manchester United are no are no stranger to the spe- to the window spending. Let me kind of make sure we kind of get this on the record when it comes to how they do in the window, okay? Sir Alex Ferguson broke the record, the British record, three times in 15 months when he was the manager. Okay, of the dear Manchester United, the theater of dreams. Right. That's what it was. Man spent money back then. He, he, he they do it. They, they get it done somehow. So I don't know. They, they're, they're a big club. They'll figure it out. Harry Kane, 200 million. Why not? Why not? That ain't happening either. Of course not. Boys ain't doing it. But <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I just thought it was hilarious how he pulls out this 200k a week rule, and not even 10 days later, it's 300. It's it's 375k a week rule. Well, let's change it. That's the new rule. 375k a week. Unbelievable. Damn near double. And don't come on here. Well, look, don't 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 come on here and try to justify by well, it's Marcus Rashford. Look at the season that he had and all that stuff. Marcus Rashford. Tell me the amount of games that he's played in the last three years. And look at the amount of games that every other player has played. And look at the contributions that he's had. If you think that he's worth that amount, the standards for Manchester United have severely dropped. He's making more than Salah now. I, again, I, we can have the conversation about wages and compare it to production. And I would love to have that conversation because I do not believe that Marcus Rashford is worth 375000 a week. I just don't think so. Nope. And I also think it's going to hurt. Let me also predict this. I did look it up just to make sure. You know, back in the day, they were linked to Jiren Timber. So I would be very, very careful. Yeah, they they might. They're going to make a bid probably. This is the Lissandro saga all over. We bid for Lissandro, and they're probably going to try to come in and get him. But we have an alternative. So um, it is what it is. But, hey, if the player's keen, it might happen. So let's see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm 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 interested to see it. I think there was a speculation that he put he put a a amid it interest from the Premier League, he told Ajax the stipulations as to what was getting done. Basically saying, like this was like a year ago, basically saying, I'm gonna serve my job for you, but if an opportunity comes, I'm telling you now, you have to tell me and we have to try to get it done if it if it's a big club and I can approve of it. So the fact that he had that foresight and that wherewithal, we'll see. I'm I'm very curious as to who gets it done because if Brian, maybe you're right, maybe they are broke boys, but when you are a broke boy, but then also miss out on targets to a club that you claim to be inferior or not as good as you, we have problems. You're a big club. You can't lose out on targets. Mason mounts a target, land him, 
Kim was a target. I was going to say, how'd the Kim deal go? Land him. That's what big clubs do. And you're not doing it right now. And it's early. I know you need the, the board needs to be figured out. Dividends for your owner. Glazers in, glazers out. Chic, save us. Oil money now. I, all these different things are, are exactly why. I don't know. How big is a club? How, how big are you? How significant are you if you can have these shambles? Look at Real Madrid. Madrid got slapped 4 0. And they just amped up like it was no big deal. We'll be back at it next year. And look at the wherewithal to loan, get a loan out for a player like Jocelyn. Oh, Jocelyn's trash. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. Young, but he hasn't done anything. Third leading goal scorer in Spain and producing for his country at a young age. That team has a plan. You know what that plan is? Erling Brout Holland. Main reason why I'm sitting here, butt cheeks tight, telling you this offseason, we need to land that extension. Because I know what a smart club and a big club do. They plan and they stick to it. The writing is on the wall for Madrid to go balls deep for Erling next summer. Specifically because we all know Killian and that saga is going to be another bit of drama. And does he go? Does he not go? Look at me. by the Boyhood club. All that shit. But Madrid are truly big are truly massive when it comes to moves, when it comes to planning, when it comes to the in and out processes. I have not feared United in the window in a long, long time. And that's where you got to win if you're going to have the seasons that you're going to have. So we'll see. But yeah, shame on United because I think they look really, really. It's, if, if, if we're talking just the early signs of how the window looks, Arsenal making moves, City are being patient, getting the players that we want, showing the interest, and sniping what we need. Mateo yeah. done. These two clubs, best clubs in the Premier League last year, are solidifying their aggressiveness, and some of it is chess, some of it is checkers, I need to jump over you right now. Both clubs are showing those types of visions. United, in my humble opinion, look like a panicky bunch. Look like a club for top four, but what do we do next? Newcastle, very quiet. Don't know what the fuck's so going quiet. on. Too quiet, if you ask me. Too quiet. Looking at a lot of release clauses, looking at a piece of uh, a window shopping, pulling up to the store, seeing what it cost, and dipping out without even walking in. Bizarre. Really, really weird. Not sure how I feel about it. But out of the four, Brian, tr- whole, honest to God. I'm not being a hater. I'm not trying to show love to my oil brethren. I would choose Newcastle more than I would choose United. At least I know there's a structure. At least I know whatever the plan is, there's a there, there's a plot to this. There's a reason behind this, at least for now, until all of a sudden they put in a fucking offer for Nico Barella and Tonali on the same day and decide to get, we're going to go and do, you know, Italian brethren. So I'm curious as to all that plans out. But if I just had to choose top four teams and who's moving, Arsenal, aggressive. City, chess match. We'll be there. We'll figure it out. Newcastle, quiet. United, panicky. Very, very panicky, if you ask me. Yeah, because what's the number one target they need? Striker. Now they're yeah. like, oh, we'll get that Hoyland guy. I mean, he looks he looks nice. Looks like a nice player, but you, you have higher aspirations next year. So, 
that's if, if you if you get some good players and you miss out on striker, then it's a, it's a failure of a window. It's a mm-hmm. failure of a window. You need a striker. Period. What's the third best goal scorer in the Premier League this past season? The because third best, uh, probably Ivan Tony. I would say. Wow, that's exactly who it fucking is. Yeah, I know my Look shit. at the comparisons too. Madrid need a striker. Cannot get Holland. We'll plan for him later. We talked to Levy. Realized he's the devil. Walked yeah. away immediately and said, "We're gonna go to someone who we know in our league." can score now and we're getting him on loan with an option to buy which by the way that 500k guy 500k fee 500k fee look at madrid moving third in the fucking league united need it third in the league would be ivan fucking tony who we know the situation is what it is but look at the equivalent now i know the pedigree in the league's not the same the point is the fact that you can look within do good business, and there's a fucking plan. That yep. is why they stay top, and that is why United are f- trying to figure it the fuck out all on a whim while they're trying to show signs that they back a manager too, though. That Hoyland move seems very, like, in the moment too. Like, oh, this is, you know, I just started hearing this guy's name not, like, a couple weeks ago, you know? Midfielder though, right? Cam, 10? No, Hoyland's a striker. He's a fucking striker, a Norwegian striker. Danish, Danish, I believe. Okay, so oh my god, Denmark, sorry. Okay, okay, so he's Danish. Okay, okay. Because I, for a while there, I thought that he was Norwegian. No. Okay. Well, maybe, maybe he's, uh, maybe he's legit. We'll see. But and when you overpay for players, and then you go to Atlanta for their hot, hot prospect. Mm-hmm. And when you overpay for Anthony, and when you overpay for Jaden Sancho, and you go to the table and you say, I want your hot, hot prospect striker, they're going to say, well, you paid $100 million for Anthony. We want the same thing, guys. That's what we want. We want the same thing. I don't give a shit about your 200 k a week rule. Shove it up your ass and give me $100 million, pound, you pieces of shit. <laughs> Yeah, they're going to have to do it. They're going to have to do it. Look, Victor isn't going anywhere from Napoli. Alessandro Martinez, you want him? Go ahead. Go pay the 40 50 for him. He's no more than that. But the, is that an upgrade? Lotoro. What'd I say? Lissandro. Okay, Lotoro. Yeah, if you go get Lotoro, you know. <laughs> they get another... Lotoro, I'm laughing. I just think it's funny. He would I think... be so terrible in the Premier League. I agree. He'd I agree. be on Richarlison numbers. Oh, it would be shambolic. Oh, it would be very shambolic. I think he, I think he's a he's a worse finisher than Gabriel Jesus. He's mm-hmm. a worse finisher than Ivan Tony. He's a like I'm trying to think of the names that I was just looking at on this goal scoring right now, and I'm telling you, this guy is not better. Oli Watkins. Oh yeah, I'd rather have Watkins. Mitrovic. I'd probably Health. take Mitrovic. Health is my only question with Mitrovic. Depends what the price is, but. I'm probably um, I am not exaggerating when I say to you the twentieth goal scorer, Alexander Isaac, is better than Lodoro. Like I'm going through the list right now, he man. Is 100%. I hundred percent. Yeah, I do not rate that guy. So United are gonna have to pivot or they're gonna have to pay up for their 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 young little pro- Danish prospect that they want. So good laughs for me, honestly. Yep, and uh, that should do it for the episode. 
Um, 62 in the books. We'll, we'll be back here and there during the window. Something crazy happens. Tim Romano retweets Ornstein a couple times this week with some big news. Um, yeah, we'll be back. Huh? Yeah. We out. Peace. Peace.